Somebody say praise the Lord. my heart. I will dance like David danced. Amen. I pray that we never lose. Amen. The dance before the Lord. Amen. Be able to worship the Lord and give him all the praise. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter number 1. Amen. 1 Kings chapter number 1. Amen. It's great to see Zyra back with us this morning. Amen. Our little Lorenzo and all, the, all his buddies. Amen. And, uh, we're thankful for God's hand upon their lives. First uh, Kings chapter number one. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Now King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes. But he got, he got no heat. Wherefore his servants said unto him, Let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him, and let her lie in thy bosom, that my lord the king may get heat. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coasts of Israel, and found Abishag, a Shunammite. Everyone say Shunammite. And brought her to the king. And the damsel was very fair and cherished the king and ministered to him. But the king knew her not. But the king knew her not. Amen. And uh, I'd like for us to set our Bibles down for a few moments and we're going to ask the Lord to help us this morning. And we want God to put his hand upon our minds and our hearts that we can be able to focus upon the Lord and receive something from God. Amen. God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the presence of the Lord. We thank you that we're amongst family today in the house of God. I'm asking you today to anoint my lips of clay. God, anoint this humble vessel. I pray that you would use me to speak to your people today, God. The the apple of your eye, the sheep of your pasture, God. I pray, Lord, that you would help your people to receive your word today. Let it produce fruit in their lives, in our lives, God. I pray you would draw us ever closer to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you for standing. Amen. And uh, I'd like to also, for the sake of comparison this morning, the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. And Second uh, Kings chapter 4 and verse number 8. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there 
a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on the day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber, and lay there. And he said to Gehazi's servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto her, Say now unto, say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And we know from the rest of the story that Gehazi would let the prophet know that she didn't have any, they did not have any kids. But this particular Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8, amen, we have often heard about this particular Shunammite woman, how that she made room in her house uh, for the men of God. She made room for the things of God in her life. But I want to preach tonight on this, uh, this morning on this topic, the other Shunammite woman. Amen. The other Shunammite woman. And the other Shunammite woman, her name was Abishag, a Shunammite, according to verse number three of First Kings chapter number one. Amen. And we know from uh, from studying the scriptures and, and we could just read a little bit here, if you will, with me uh, in verse in chapter number two. It gives us a little bit more history. Uh, because if you just look at First Kings chapter number one, there's only about four verses there that that tell us a little bit of a background about this other Shunammite woman. But in the second chapter of 1 Kings, beginning with verse number 13, it lets us to know a little bit more about this particular Bible character. And it lets us know, uh, if, you, if you were to keep reading 1 Kings chapters 1 and chapters 2, uh, you would uh, find out that there was a son of King David whose name was Adonijah. And Adonijah was... Uh, realizing at his father's old age of about 69, 70 years of age, uh, that maybe it was time that he would assert the throne and he would take the kingship over the kingdom because there was a vulnerability in the leadership in that day. And Adonijah, the son of King David, said, uh, I'm going to make myself king. I'm going to find me some priests. I'm going to find me some people that will follow me. Uh, but it, not, not realizing that it was an illegitimate uh, ascent to the throne and God did not honor it and so through the course of time and reading the, the Bible we know that Bathsheba approached King David and said you know Solomon is supposed to be the king over this over this uh, kingdom and so David in, in the last wisdom the last days of his life made his son Solomon the king and Adonijah felt like he was sliding he felt like uh, you know I, that should have been my position I should have had that that uh, position of being king over the people of God. Uh, and the Bible says in verse 13 that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, the new king. And he and she said, Comest thou peaceably? This Adonijah character, the son of King David, was uh, traitorous. He was treacherous. He was treasonous in his, uh, in his dealings uh, with the kingdom. And uh, he approached... Uh, Bathsheba, the mother of the new king, King Solomon. And she said, do you come with peace? And he said, peaceably. Verse 14, he said, moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, go ahead and say it or say on. Uh, and he said, thou knowest that the kingdom was mine and that all Israel set their faces on me that I should reign. 
Howbeit the kingdom is turned about and it has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, do not deny me. And she said unto him, say on. And he said, speak, I pray thee unto king, unto, the, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say thee nay. He will not tell you no, you're his mom. He's going to say yes to everything you ask him. And he said that he would give me Abishag, the Shunammite, to wife. Amen. That was the request of Adonijah to King Solomon through the messenger of Bathsheba, the king's mother. Would you give me Abishag, the Shunammite? Would you give me her to wife? Amen. And uh, continue reading in verse number 21 uh, as she Bathsheba stands before King Solomon. And she said, let Abishag, the Shunammite, be given to Adonijah, thy brother, to wife. And King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, And why dost thou ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is mine elder brother, even for him and for Abithar the priest and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, God do so to me, and more also if Adonijah have not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore as the Lord liveth which hath established me and hath and set me on the throne of David my father and who hath made me in house as he promised Adonijah shall be put to death this day. Amen. I want to I want to tell you for a few moments and talk about this other Shunammite woman. Uh, growing up in the in the church, growing up in the house of God, I've often and you probably often heard about one particular Shunammite woman. All we've heard about was a Shunammite woman with the prophet Elijah that that made room in her house. But there is another Shunammite woman that the Bible talks about. There's a different type of a woman that the Bible gives us illustration about. And I want to tell you that the writer in First Kings chapter one takes special care. He takes special care to call out that this was King David. He does not say David. Many other, uh, many, many other passages in the Bible have referred to David as just simply David. It just says David this and David that. David spoke this. David danced before the Lord. David uh, did this. But in this particular verse, 1 Kings chapter 1, it is King David. And I want, it's, it's there for a specific reason. It's not just David, but it's David the king. And through the study of scriptures, we see that King David was at this particular juncture in his life, about 69 years old at the time of the story. There was a search uh, that went throughout the coast for a young virgin. Amen. There was a search that went out throughout all the, uh, the cities in the kingdom, and it was looking for a perfect bride. It was looking for a perfect young virgin. A virgin was one that was untarnished from the world. It was one that was uh, untouched from the world. It was one that was unblemished from the world. Can I tell you today that there is still a search throughout the kingdom as God searches for a bride, as God searches for a, a bride, as God searches for somebody, a people that are amen, separated from the world, unblemished from the world. It is still the belief of this church and my belief as a pastor that the church should be separate from the world. That there should be separation from the world. There is a search that goes throughout the world today. 
as God searches for a perfect bride. As God searches for a a peculiar people. Amen. One that is separate from the world. One that is a called out ones. The ecclesia. Amen. In the Greek it's the ecclesia. The called out ones. The ones that have been untouched, unblemished from the world. Amen. God desires to have himself a people. Amen. That is unblemished from the world. Amen. It may not be a popular preaching. It may not be a popular teaching. But God is looking for a people today. Amen. That does not look like the rest of the world. Amen. They do not talk like the rest of the world. Amen. They do not walk like the rest of the world. But they live a peculiar life. Amen. God is looking for that prized possession. Amen. The church went throughout all the coast for the most beautiful, the most uh, the most eloquent, the most uh, perfect virgin bride. Amen. And God is looking for a people today. The search still continues for a bride of Christ. And God's looking for somebody. Amen. I want to tell you that the desire, amen, was for an intimate relationship with the people. Amen. God wants relationship with His people. Amen. God still desires from this group of people right here on this Sunday morning. Amen. The most important thing He's seeking after is their relationship with you and I. It's not enough, amen, for you to just come to church on Sunday morning, for you to just show up on Wednesday night, but God is looking for a bride. God's looking for somebody that He can have a relationship with, that He can have a walk with, amen, a, a relationship with that on a Monday night. Or a Tuesday afternoon, they, they say, I want my relationship with God to be strong. I want a relationship with Him. God desires relationship with you and I. And so what does God think about a people that do not reciprocate that desire? Amen. God, what does God think about a people that does not reciprocate that desire? Amen. God desires to have that relationship, an intimate relationship with His people. An intimate relationship with his people. The word of God says, let there be sought for my Lord, the king, a young virgin. And let her stand before the king and let her cherish him. Uh, Let her uh, provide service to the king. Let her uh, let her cherish the king and let her lie in thy bosom that my Lord, the king may get heat. Amen. There's a desire of God to have that relationship with the people today. It's His will, amen, that you and I both have a walk with God individually. Amen. It is God's desire, amen, it's, it's, it's God's desire that you come to church and that you hear the preached word of God, but it's also the desire and the will of God that you go home and you make a place to pray in your home and on bending knee you reach out to God, amen, individually and as a family and say, God, I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. I wonder today, as we're talking about this other Shunammite woman, if it was truly in her desire to be with the king, or if she just did this uh, acts of obedience, amen, of uh, cherishing and standing before the king and lying in his bosom uh, uh, as a as a just as a means of just service uh, and not really that love that that passionate love that was. That the king was looking for to, to provide him heat. Amen. 
Uh, but if she just did that out of out of just, you know, I'm just going to kind of go through the motions. And if that's all they want from me, I really want to marry this other guy over here on the coast that I met. But if I got to go there to the king's house and I got to service, uh, provide service to the king, if I got to uh, if I got to stand before him, if I need to minister to him, I'm just going to do it out of obligation. And God does not want people to serve him out of obligation. God does not want you here, amen, just out of mere obligation. But God wants some people that say, I, I want to know him. I want to find him. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear his voice. The Bible says that the damsel was very fair in verse 4. And she did cherish the king. And she even ministered to him. She even ministered to him. Can I tell you that it is possible. It is possible to be in ministry and still not know the king. It is possible to be involved in ministry in the local church and still not know him. You say, well, I'm involved. That doesn't satisfy the requirements that God's looking for today. We want everybody to be involved. I'm just going to tell you plainly. I want everybody to be involved in the, in the things of God. Because I believe it's the body of Christ. And, and I believe everybody has a function. And there's, there's a role for everybody in this church to fulfill. Uh, the, the finger says, I don't want to work. I'm just going to kind of sit back. Then It's not going to be a fully functioning body. I believe everybody has a role. And there's a ministry for everybody. But I also believe that according to scriptures here, it's possible to be involved in ministry and still yet not know him. And that's a scary place to be. And I'm involved, but I don't even have a walk with God. I want to tell you, that's not the will of God. The will of God is that you be in ministry, but also that you have an intimate relationship with Him. That you know Him for yourself. That you have a walk with God. Amen. That supersedes Sunday morning. Amen. But Monday and Tuesday and the rest of the week, I've got to walk with God. It's possible to be in ministry. And still not even know the king. It's possible to be involved. And still God says, I don't don't know you. And you may say, well, God, I I stood before your throne. I ministered before you. I I cherished you. I I provided service in the house of God, the king's house. I I was there. I did all of these things. I, I fulfilled my obligation. But God said, I don't know you. And that's that's a very damning statement. That's a very damning statement. Adonijah reached out to Bathsheba to reach out to King Solomon for Abishag. And I want to tell you today that this was no innocent request. The request of Adonijah for the hand of Abishag, the Shunammite, was no innocent request. It was not a request that said, well, just give me some leftovers. If I can't be king, well, at least give me the king's wife. Uh, this was not an innocent request, as it may appear on the surface. Uh, and I want to tell you today that if you don't have a relationship with your king, 
If you don't have a relationship with your king, there is somebody else out there who feels that they can still capture your heart because it is not already captured. And that is what happens, amen, uh, so many times as we're, we're preaching on a Sunday morning about the other Shunammite woman and having a, a relationship with God. The fact of the matter is, is if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't have a close, intimate walk with God, there's the enemy out on the outside that says, well, I want their heart. I think I can get their heart. They never did give themselves to the king. They never did give themselves fully to King David. I think I can get their heart. And and then the enemy of our souls, the enemy, the the devil will constantly be reaching out and say, let me have your heart. If you haven't yet given it fully to God, let me have your heart. Amen. I want to make sure, amen, that God has all of my heart. That God has every part of me. Amen. One particular verse of the scripture says, uh, the the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. There's no place in my life that that the devil can lay claim to because it's all given over to him. Amen. And that's what happens in our lives. Amen. We say, well, I'm here on Sunday mornings. I'm here on even Wednesday nights. But the rest of the week, I don't talk to him. I don't have a prayer life. I don't read my Bible. I don't fellowship with him. And the enemy says, well, I think there's room in there for me. I think there's room in that life and that heart for me. I think I can capture their heart. Uh, This request was not innocent, as we alluded to a moment ago. This request was effectively a request for the kingdom, disguised as a request simply for some scraps of the king. Amen. This request was effectively a request for the kingdom. Because if Adonijah could have captured Abishad, then he could claim access to the throne. If he could have the king's bride, the king's wife, then he could say, well, I, I'm the next in line and I need to be king. I'm going to tell you, you got to watch out when the enemy of your soul comes around, says, let me have your prayer life. He's not just looking for, amen, a, a little bit of your life, but he's looking to capture everything. He's looking to lay claim to the, the possessions that God has in store for the church. All he wants is your prayer life. But if he can take your prayer life, he can take your soul down. He can have your salvation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is looking for people that will fully surrender themselves to him. And say, not just a piece of my life, not just a part of my life, but everything, God. I want my head to be here, but I also want my heart to be here. Let my heart also be here. Let my heart also be here. Amen. That Adonijah character, amen, realize if I can have the king's wife, then I can have the kingdom. And I want to tell you, the devil realizes if I can have a few families in this church, I can take the whole bunch of them. If I can have their prayer life, I can take the whole thing down. And I want to tell you today, God is saying, guard your prayer life. Guard your relationship with him. Because everything depends on your walk with God. Everything depends on your walk with God. That's why the devil fights you so hard for your relationship. Because he thinks he can lay claim to the throne. 
if he can take your paralyzed, if he can take your paralyzed, he can lay claim to the throne. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and give him praise. Oh, God, I worship you. God, I pray you would let the word get into our hearts. And let it get into our souls today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible does not give us a whole lot more than what we read about this Shunammite woman, this other Shunammite woman. But can I tell you today that all the while, amen, in the last year of King David's life, there was a Bishag, the Shunammite, and she had everything at her disposal. Amen. She could name anything she wanted in the kingdom. And I can guarantee you King David would have satisfied her every want. How many of us today, amen, as we're here today in the presence of God, and God is moving in our lives, and we're serving the king, amen, all we've got to do is ask God for some things, and God's willing to give us the kingdom. But we sit back in complacency and say, I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm just going to fulfill my obligation. And God is saying, of thy shag, there's more you can ask from me. If you'll just be willing to step out. But Abishag only viewed, amen, a role with the king as one of obligation. But not as one of love. Else she would have knew the king intimately. She would have knew the king intimately. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says in Judges chapter 2, verse number 10. If you have it, turn there with me. And also, all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Next verse. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam. Next verse. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they followed other gods. Of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. One more verse. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. Amen. There has, it has been said many times about the apostolic church that it's oftentimes one generation removed, amen, from everything being lost. In other words, if the next generation of young people and young marriage don't get a hold of this thing and they don't have their own walk with God that can withstand the test of time, we're just one generation removed from forsaking the Lord and from doing evil in the sight of God. As we read here a moment ago, amen, just one generation removed. And it's so important that you and I, each and every one of us, moms and dads, husbands and wives, have a walk with God. Have a 
a walk with God and nobody can tell you you don't know Him. Amen. God will not speak over your life and say, I don't know her. I don't know Him. I don't have a relationship with Him. I don't ever want that to be said of me. As I stand before the King on Judgment Day, I don't know you. I want to make sure that I know Him. I want to make sure that I know Him. I want to make sure that I know Him. The other Shunammite woman. One Shunammite woman made every uh, everything possible for the man of God in her life. And she did it out of love. She said, I, I want to... I want to accompany, I want to take care of the voice of God in my life. I want to make sure that I'm right with the man of God, the voice of God. I want to make a, I want to make place for the man of God, the voice of God in my life. And the other Shunammite woman was one that said, just out of obligation, if that's what I got to do, then that's what I got to do. But I'm not going to love him. I'm not going to love him. I'm not going to love him. And because of that lack of intimacy with the king, the kingdom was almost rent in two. If it wasn't for the wisdom of Solomon. Because Solomon understood this is not an innocent request. I understand that Abishag is now a widow, but you can't have her. You can't have her. Because to do so would be to give you the reins and the rights to the kingdom. Can I tell you that uh, my, my friend, Brother Josh, and I, we grew up in Stockton Christian School when Brother Paul was there through the years. I, I don't know, Brother Josh, how many of our friends that we served God with back then are still living for God. I don't know how many of the, the folks that I grew up with in church uh, are still living for God. Sister Claude, you grew up in church, I believe. And I don't know if you can tell me how many are still living for God today. There's a whole lot. I can, I can name them off one by one. But as we graduated uh, high school and they begin to turn 18 and they begin to do their own thing and walk away from God. Uh, and, uh, and, and so many things took place. There's so many I could go back and I could go back through my year. But people that, that were in church three and four times a week. Amen. For years, they, they learned Bible scriptures. Amen. They heard preaching after preaching, teaching after teaching. All of our education back then, Brother Josh, was at a Christian emphasis. It was learning the Word of God. It was, it was not just mathematics and science, but it was with the Christian perspective. And the Word of God was preached, and it was put into our hearts, and, and it was put deep into our hearts. But there were those of us that never built a relationship with God. There were those in my, in my high school that never had a walk with God for themselves. And, and not some, there wasn't some bad things that necessarily happened to them. There's, there's going to be those that, that fall away because somebody does them wrong. There's going to be others, amen, they get, they get carried away with the things of this world. But there's going to be others, amen, that they just never got a hold of God. They just never built a walk with God. They just never had a relationship with him. And it was, amen, you could see it as they turned 18 and they began to go out on their own. A lot of them walked away from God and never to return. And some of them even lost their minds. And and others of my friends lost their lives. And some of them, many of them never had a walk with God. They never had a walk with God. 
The prayer of my youth was, Lord, let me have a relationship with you. God, help me to develop a walk with God. Help me to know your voice. Help me to find you, God. When my friends are doing these things and those things and and there's people going this way and that way, God, in the chaos of it all, in the midst of it all, God, help me to find you. Help me to know you. Help me to have an intimate walk with God and build a relationship with you, God. That when I'm out on my own and I'm I'm out from the the watchful eye of my parents, I'm still going to have a walk with God and I'm still going to find a place to pray. And I remember the day, amen, that I moved out from my mom and dad's house. I remember the day I moved out from mom and dad's home. There in Sacramento, one of the finest neighborhoods in Sacramento, Del Paso Heights. Not really. Del Paso Heights. Kind of a rough area. And I remember that first night that I had, it was going to be just me there and my roommate. I said, God, I'm starting out on my own. I've got to have my walk with God. I've got to have a relationship with you. Because mom and dad are not going to be around saying, hey, did you pray today, son? Hey, son, did you, did you read your Bible today? And I said, I've got to have this for myself. Now it's time for me, Brother Terrence, to walk with God on my own. Now it's time for me to have my own relationship with God. Mom and Dad, I may call them, uh, call my mom many times. How how do you boil an egg? How do you cook rice? How do you do these things? And the relationship, you know, changed a little bit. But they were there. To speak into my life still. But they were not going to be there every day to to see what I was doing. And I wanted to make sure I had my own walk with God. And it's so important that each and every one of us have our own walk with God. You say, what does that look like? What does that mean to have my own walk with God? To make sure that I'm not like this other Shunammite woman who went through the roles who went through the uh, the rituals, who went through the traditions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide service to the king. I'm going to cherish him. I'm even going to minister to him. But I don't, if you ask me, I don't have an intimate relationship with him. I don't have an intimate relationship with him. God, I've got to know you. What it looks like many times is a daily basis. When you're not in church, when pastor is not texting you or calling you, and you say, you know what? I'm going to walk with God for myself, Brother Nate. Whether nobody knows or not, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to pray until I'm talking in other tongues. That's being intimate with God. That being filled with the Holy Ghost. That's intimacy with the Lord. I'm going to get a hold of Him. Because as we go through... The next month, the last month of this year, the month of December, it's a very, very busy time. The month of December is going to fly by. It's just going to be over before you know it. You're going to have a great time. But in the busyness of the holiday season, let your focus be your relationship with God. God, help me to remember to pray. Help me to remember to read my Bible. 
Help me to remember to get a hold of you, God. Help me to not forget about Wednesday night. Help me to not forget about Monday night. Help me to not forget about my Tuesday time with God, my Thursday time with God, my Friday time with God. I've got to make sure that I'm building up my most holy faith. I'm strengthening my relationship with God. If you could stand to your feet and the musicians could come. Hallelujah. How important is it? Your relationship with God. How important is it to have an intimate relationship with God? Many of us would look at the life of the Apostle Paul and say that was a man that had a walk with God. The Apostle Paul was one that really knew the Lord. The Apostle Paul did so many great, wonderful things for the church. He wrote, I think they said, half, at least half the Bible, half the New Testament. He had an understanding of the, of the scriptures. He had been through so many different things in life. He had the thorn in the flesh. He, he had a walk with God. I think many of us can say that. The Apostle Paul had a walk with God. But yet in Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10, one of his last, one of the things that he, he, he said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead not as though I had already attained either were already perfect but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul to the church at Philippi says, I want to know you. I still want to have a relationship with God. I still recognize that that's the most important thing, that I have a relationship with God, that I know Him. God, I've got to know you today. I've got to have a relationship with you. I've got to hear your voice. I've got to be intimate with God. I've got to break through. I've got to pray through. I've got to speak in tongues. So maybe God filled you with the Holy Ghost some time ago. Amen. Allow God to renew you in the Holy Ghost. Allow God to refill you all over again. Allow God to move in your life. And make sure that you know Him. Make sure that you know him. I follow after. I follow after. I follow after. Hallelujah. God, I love you this morning. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are talking to us today. I thank you, Lord, that the word of the Lord is going forth today. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would help us to receive the engrafted word of God. You're wanting to remind the people today about their walk with God. About an intimate relationship with Him. 
God, I've got to know you. I've got to have a relationship with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the church to come to the altar right now. I'm going to ask everybody to come to the altar for a few moments as we conclude this service. I'd like for us to come. God has brought this church to this place, to this moment. If you please, just like this scriptures in 1 Kings. He's found himself a people. He's he searched and he's found himself a people. Now you've come to the king's house this morning. The king is here today. And you're here. You've made a step forward, amen, to honor my request as a pastor. Amen. You're here today. And many of you have ministered before the Lord. And you worship him. And God has said, worship. And you said, God, I, I give you my worship. I give you my praise. And now God is asking, amen. And I'm asking today, is there anybody else in this place that wants to take it a step further? And says, God, I want to have a deeper relationship with you. God, I want to have a deeper relationship with you, God. I'm here. I responded to the call to come to the king's house. I've made it past my flesh. I've made it past the distractions. I've made it past everything else that would hinder me. I'm here, but now that I'm here, I'm going to reach out to you. And I wonder, would you do that with me this morning? Would you reach out to him? Would you lift up your hands? And would you try to hear him? Come on, would you reach out to him?